Hey everyone, it's Vicky. Welcome to the fourth episode of the Limitless Podcast, the second episode in the series, Let's Talk. Today, I want to talk about an issue that is impacting people in my community or my country, which is Canada. And the topic today is Indigenous peoples in Canada. Before we jump into it, at the top of this episode, I want to clarify a few terms with you all. You might be wondering why I use the term Indigenous peoples instead of Indigenous people. You might be thinking, isn't people already plural? The reason why we use indigenous peoples is that this recognizes their incredible diversity um, and their uh, indigenous peoples diversity of groups, which includes hundreds of culturally and linguistically different communities. Another term that is very prevalent yet also controversial, especially in Canada, is the term Indian. You'll find the term Indian used in many official contexts because there is an act called the Indian Act that is still in effect in Canada. Um, this, this phrase actually has a really lengthy history of being despairingly used. So um, I definitely do not recommend anyone to use this term unless you're specifically referring to the Indian Act. And finally, I strongly advise against the word Canadian. Um, because indigenous peoples never gave their consent to becoming Canadians, and many indigenous peoples also do not think of themselves as Canadians. This is their land, and it, it is only a result of colonialization, genocide, and cultural erasure that this land a- actually became the Canada that we know of today. There are also t- other terms such as Aboriginal, First Nations, or Inuit. I strongly suggest everyone to search up these terms and make sure that you are referring to these communities respectfully and correctly. The reason why I wanted to talk about this today is because I feel as if people are not doing enough from what I've noticed in my community and my country. In Canada, we often do what is called a land acknowledgement where we acknowledge that the land in which we reside on is not ours, but indigenous communities. While land acknowledgements are certainly important, I feel as if we need to do more than just that and more than just like talking and each of us needs to pay an active role in truth and reconciliation. I'll tell you why I think we're not doing enough. The water issue in indigenous reserves have been an issue for a really, really long time and their life expectancy is 20 years younger as of 2023 compared to non-indigenous people. In regards to this issue, the United Nations states, quote, Lack of access to safe, sufficient, and affordable water, sanitization, and hygiene facilities has a devastating effect on the health, dignity, and prosperity of billions of people and has significant consequences for the realization of other human rights. The fact that Indigenous people still lack basic human rights in 2023 is really mind-blowing to me, and the fact that the government and these sorts of authorities have um, promised so much to these indigenous peoples and they, and they committed to truth and reconciliation, but they never actually put this into action. Now, discrimination of indigenous peoples have obviously happened for a very, very long time, from oppressive policies to microaggressions to all these sorts of things. Um, but it, this discrimination especially rings true for indigenous women because gender-based violence and human rights violations have been deeply, deeply ingrained into our system and has deeply impacted indigenous communities across Canada. According to the Assembly of First Nations, quote, violence occurring today against indigenous women and girls is systemic and is a national crisis that requires urgent, informed, and collaborative action. Indigenous women make up of 16% of all female homicide victims and 
11% of missing women, even though Indigenous people only make up of 4.3% of the population in Canada. However, it's not like we don't recognize that this is an issue, um, because a summary of the Truth and Reconciliation Commission's final report was released in 2015, and on the report, there were 94 calls to action, covering a wide variety of topics including child welfare, education, health, justice, language, culture, etc. In an effort to address the ongoing effects of residential schools on survivors and their families, the Truth and Reconciliation Commission issued these 94 calls to action. The problem is that out of the 94 calls to action, only 13 have been completed in seven years. 2023 marks the eighth year since the Truth and Reconciliation Commission released a list of the 94 calls to action, but the government is making these progress this as of, at a very, very slow pace. At this current rate, it will take approximately 42 years or until 2065 to complete all 94 calls to action. On top of that, it is evident that authorities prefer the calls to action that can be easily performed or more easily performed comparatively, such as establishing a holiday called the National Day for Truth and Reconciliation as compared to providing funding for Indigenous arts or Indigenous spaces. Even though the final residential school was shut down in 1996, which actually isn't that long ago if you think about it. Indigenous peoples continue to suffer from intergenerational trauma, systemic difficulties, and bias in like hospitals, healthcare facilities, and schools. It's unknown to us how many people actually suffered from this system or was affected by residential schools, but as of 2023, we continue to discover graves um, where children are buried on the grounds of defunct residential schools. So these these graves are still being dug up every single year. And we often see this on the news, like so many children have, have been buried under these grounds. I really encourage everyone to go listen to indigenous people stories, indigenous voices, and educate yourself on cult their culture and history. It's important to note as you do this that different groups such as First Nations, Inuit, or Métis people have a wide variety of perspectives and diversified culture. So be aware of that as you support indigenous literature, indigenous owned brands, and um, film and TV. I also recommend to everyone to listen to music or watch films that are authentically created by indigenous peoples because they are more likely to have a more accurate portrayal. I'll go more into depth into these topics in part two of this Let's Talk episode, where I will also be sharing a book that I highly recommend by an indigenous author, so stay tuned for that. Thank you for listening. Thank you.